Hello everyone and welcome back to Puffcast. Before we jump into this episode, I have a short note for you and I'm sure you know what's coming. We have been on a small hiatus, you have probably noticed, some of you definitely have and have been inquiring about us, where we are, when the next episode is coming out and... I have actually informed you guys on our social media that we have had a little bit of struggle with our health and other things that have changed in our life. And, you know, sometimes life throws challenges at you and you have to look after yourself first and other things have to wait a little bit. And with that, I want to just say thank you to all of you for being so patient. We are both doing good We are, or I am currently trying to catch up on everything that has been pushed to the side. And yeah, this is our episode with David. Uh, We have recorded this episode a little while back and it's been really fun. So you are in for a treat. Again, thank you for all your lovely messages. It was very sweet to see how much you care. So we're going to jump into the episode now. Episode 55, sometime late in April 2022. And I am Melanie. And I'm Juliana. And this week we have a very special guest, our friend David of Crooked Wands. So David, welcome Woo! to the show. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, we're so excited to have you. I mean, ever since we kind of discovered you after our, we briefly met at the Wizarding World. We've kind of become friends. Oh, you did, and, right? Yeah. Very briefly. Yeah. yeah it was it was wild because like when you get older, it gets harder to make friends with people. And I'm yeah. uh, I can yeah. sometimes be a little socially awkward. Oh, and same. It's, it's, yeah, it's same. hard for me to make you know, new friends. And I'm, I'm being approached by someone who is identifying themselves immediately as Oh, I'm a podcaster. I'm like, oh, cool, 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 cool. I I just have to play it cool and, and act normal and and uh, not you know scare anybody away. <laughs> and then she's like, and then we just had James Payton on the account, and I follow you. I'm like, oh shoot, I don't follow her on Instagram. Juliana. I don't know who this is, and I don't. I've been name dropping out here. If I've insulted her by not following her now, and <laughs> oh my god, I had never heard of Puffcast before. Oh no, now you have. <laughs> and James Payton, he played uh, Neville Longbottom's father in a in a photograph, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Not only do you put pressure on people, Juliana, I you're did, also boasting about our on him. <laughs> I understand that we are a small podcast, and if people don't follow us, I don't. I, I honestly, David, I don't take offense to that. No, so not like at all. I was, I'm just happy to meet people. And that vacation was kind of like very serendipitous, and so I, I was just excited to be like meeting people. And I apologize for being overwhelming because I know I can kind of be that way sometimes. I, I kind of got the impression that you know, after the fact, of course, after I got to know you better and we became friends, is that. We were both trying to play it cool. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't yeah, want the other person so to know many. how weird they are. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, I feel like during that vacation, you, I assume as well, and me, were both meeting so many people that we'd, like, never met in person for the first time. It was just kind of overwhelming, just the fact that, like, oh my gosh, like, I've seen all these people online for so long. Mm, yeah. Like, because Paula is, like, a magnet for all these people. Like, you have, like, ten of them in front of you at, at one time, and it's a... It's definitely overwhelming. 
besides as soon as we find out that someone is a wand maker you are oh, like yeah, up yeah, a thousand yeah. on our cool yeah. levels you are uh, i must have liked you because i actually showed you the, the wand that i had on me at the time yeah oh my god it was so <laughs> cool to like hold that one i have such more of a conceptualization of the wand that you're eventually gonna make for me david it's gonna happen yeah and then, at some point honestly i'm not in any kind of rush but we've been kind of like you and i have been kind of like conceptualizing and thinking about ideas for the uh six of crows kind of inspired one that mm, i would like to get yeah. my hands on at some point yeah i'm really excited yeah. about six of crows cricket kingdom and six of crows i i read those two books first this is a problem with yeah. me and, and i'm not going to save this as for like one fact about me for already puffing kidding me with you <laughs> um, i i've read several book series out of order oh okay. including ah. harry potter <laughs> really oh the first time did you read it out of order yeah. My Harry Potter origin story is that I just graduated from college, right? It was 2000 and Goblet of Fire had just come out in book. Harry Potter's just become like this worldwide phenomena. And my mom was reading it in the front seat of the car. She was driving us to our, uh, you know, summer vacation spot that we've been going to since I was a kid. She just started busting out laughing, reading this book. And I'm like, Okay, fine. What? <laughs> what is it? Read it. She's like, here, just, just read it. I can't read it out loud. She handed the book back to me and I read it. And it was the, the scene about a guy at the Critish World Cup and he was wearing a poncho and a kilt. And for some reason that just struck my funny bone and I started laughing and I was like, <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. So I, I read them completely out of order based on, since it was uh, it was blowing up mm -hmm. and Harry Potter became really popular, I didn't want to commit to just buying the books at that point because I didn't know what I was getting into. So I was yeah. borrowing them from the local library and it was a small library. So they didn't have like, you know, dozens of copies of each of the books. I think the first one I read was Goblet of Fire because my mom had it. Wow, that's kind of wild. That's a weird book to come into with no context for anything else that's happening. Yeah, did you understand what's going on or? <laughs> yeah, so the weird thing with me is like, I am okay with nonlinear storytelling. I was able okay. to actually <laughs> read the book, enjoy it. And then the next book I read was like, maybe like Chamber of Secrets. And then, uh, then the first one, and then Prisoner of Azkaban. How confusing! Yeah, I read them all out of <laughs> I would order. I be so lost. But I enjoyed them oh all. Yeah, I did this with the Dark Tower series as well. Oh my goodness. Wow. Okay. This is chaos, David. <laughs> and I, I typically, I'm usually reading three to four books at any given time. Oh, wow. And I can keep track of them all. My brain can't take that. <laughs> yeah, I do the same because sometimes you feel like, okay, today I rather want to read something like this and oh, no. next oh, day no. maybe I want to continue with that one. So, yeah. No, I'm reading just Percy Jackson right now. That is it. I have That's one a good book series. Then. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I read that series to my son. But should we get into the introduction? I think we gave you your name, David, yes. but we haven't really told you anything else. Give us your fandom ID. That would be really nice. My preferred pronouns are he, him. Uh, I'm a Ravenclaw. Uh, we just won that, uh, that thing Juliana was going back I know. and forth with me, like, throwing. The Hufflepuffs uh, were so close. I think we came in second. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I generally do pretty good on uh, on quizzes. I think a lot of the, the Ravenclaws do pretty well on trivia, I've noticed. I, I would imagine, uh, yeah. My wife and my son and I, we went to the UK. We went to Scotland and uh, London, um, basically like a, a Harry Potter themed tour. Uh, one of the things that we did was a walking tour in London. And then we did the uh, studio tour, mm -hmm. which was great. 
but both of those involved an element of trivia. And I had to actually stop answering questions because I wanted to give other people a chance to answer them. I was fangirling a little too much and answering everything. So I'm like, okay, you got to step back a little. There's kids here. Give them a chance. This seems like a very Ravenclaw situation to be in. I felt like Hermione, but I wasn't raising my hand. I was just spurting out the answers. Just yelling them. So you're worse than Hermione. Yeah, I'm worse than Hermione. Somebody should have given me like, you know, 10 points from Ravenclaw or something. <laughs> just to shut you up. Be like, okay, we'll give Ravenclaw 50 points if you just That's the just second stop time talking. you've answered without raising your hand. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. Oh, that makes me even more excited too for when Mel and I are going this summer. Yes. Oh, yeah. You, you guys are going to meet for the first time, right? Yes, yeah. We are. And we're going to go up that's to England. That's so exciting. Your Patronus. My Patronus for Pottermore is a weasel. Ah. I don't get that. I mean, I like Arthur Weasley. He's a great dude. And the way he stands up to who he thinks is um, Reg in the elevator when it's actually Harry under Polyjuice. He's pretty ballsy too. You know, he's, he's he's got some juice, right? So he's not just a good natured dude. He's also got some clout. I really respect Mr. Weasley, but they say that your Patronus is like your awakened secret self, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never in my life identified with weasels in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> but they are a burrowing creature, and I actually do associate with a different burrowing creature. So my headcanon Patronus, the one that I think would actually come out if I was able to cast Expecto Patronum, would be a woodchuck. <gasps> I, okay, then that's something you have to explain because a woodchuck is a choice that someone made. It's cute. It's, it's not just like, oh yeah. They're been... cute. They're so cute. <laughs> Every time I drive down the road and I see a woodchuck standing on his back legs, <gasps> that's an omen. This yes. is going to be a good day. Forget about the weasel. Forget about that one. What's What was Andres Patronus? The, um... Oh, the quokka. The quokka. I feel like quokka. the we. I feel like the woodchuck is like the North American version of the quokka. <laughs> it's all cute and it's like yeah. Except a woodchuck doesn't throw his babies at predators to get away. Oh, is that what the quokka does? No shade at Andre. I think the quokka. What? They look hilarious. They look so cute. I didn't know They're they always smiling, right? But yeah. yeah, they've got this unusual defense mechanism. But it's like, That's oh my god, I can't believe they do that. That changes everything I ever thought about Andre. <laughs> And run wow. away. Yeah. So oh my God. Uh, that smile is hiding a dark Wokas are not Gryffindors, that's for sure. No. <laughs> They're Slytherins. I wouldn't think that, that would be a Hufflepuff thing either. That's yeah, you're right. That's a Slytherin yeah, that's a self, tactic. That's a self-preservation tactic. Oh my god, let's not offend other houses, okay? <laughs> oh yeah. All right, so let's do that over again because I, I don't I don't want to offend Andre. He's he seems so nice and I really enjoy both of his, his podcasts. No, that's okay. He needs to know the truth. He needs to know the no. truth behind it. He's a half Slytherin too, so it makes don't sense. Don't tell him about the Quokas. I don't want him to ruin his we Patronus. Tell him about so the do you mean I have wow. to cut this out? <laughs> you gotta cut it out because I don't want him to find out about the Quokas. That means You'll I have to it. leave it in now. Poor sweet Andre, <laughs> he can't know. <laughs> he probably honestly knows. We will we will put a spoiler warning in there and, and say that Andre, <laughs> stop listening for Andre, a I'm sorry. I didn't mean to spill the tea about the Quokas. <laughs> the, the only reason I know is. this is because my uh, brother-in-law came up with his kids recently and uh, one of, one of his kids um, brought a, a doll that was a Quokka. 
and oh. you know nobody knew what it was i'm like i'm like it's a quokka and i had to google it and i showed oh. them and like, look he's always smiling and then you know one of the things came up i think it was like a buzzfeed article or something like 10 things you didn't know about quokkas and one of them was like horrifying like Oh, oh okay. no! And they throw their their young at the, the predator oh, no. to get away. Oh no! Well, Andre does not have any children, so I think we're safe for now. So that means he's not going to be throwing them at any enemies. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to Google woodchucks to find out what horrifying behaviors they have. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> I, I think Andre is going to be googling that before his next interview. <laughs> yeah, next time we have him on, he's going to roast. Yeah, he's going to roast you, the woodchucks. Yeah, with Quokas? Well, here's what you didn't know about woodchucks. Yeah. <laughs> They're monsters. What about your wand? Oh, yes, that's very important. Yeah, it's cypress. It's uh, 12 and a quarter inches with phoenix feather. Wow. Uh, interestingly, the Ollivander article on cypress, the thing that stuck out with me, I remember when I read it a few years ago, was that, you know, if, if somebody has a cypress wand, then he knows that they're going to die a noble death. I, I don't. Well, that's I'm nice. sacrificing myself, but I guess that's cool. <laughs> um okay i've never carved my own cypress wand mostly just because like i've been busy carving other people's wands you know yeah and then uh, occasionally uh, i'll hold a wand back for myself so i've got i've got six personal wands that chose me when i carved them oh okay yeah and i haven't carved the cypress wand yet so do you have one main wand that like you consider is that like your wand the one that you're yeah, holding right now that's the one you saw uh, yeah, so this this one I, I carved for me because a couple of years ago, I was like, you know, I keep carving wands for other people that are like, you know, really detailed. Mm -hmm. But everything that I've uh, saved for myself has always just been pretty basic. So I wanted to carve myself a custom wand. So I carved that one. Okay, That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Everything else that I've carved that I held, held on to, it's just that the, the wand said, okay, yeah, I'm yours now. You can't sell me. And you were like, fine. I keep making little crochet animals, like beasts, magical beasts, and I never keep them for myself. I always gift them to someone. And only last year, for the first time, I made actually just a simple little badger. And I thought, this one is mine. And then I made a picture mm -hmm. of it and posted it. And then one of my friends said, could you make me one? My son loves badgers. I would love to give it for Christmas. I was like... Okay, here you go. Take mine. <laughs> oh no! And you I gave betrayed her... the badger. No, the I I gave her one that I put all my heart into. So I felt like it would be only the right thing to do. So I gave him up, and he has a very good home. So, okay. but yeah, I can't seem to keep any of those crochet beasts for myself. <laughs> maybe someday. <laughs> Don't post it next time. I know you gotta hide it. Yeah, maybe that's the key. We will get through your fandom ID still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know this is totally fun. Um, we would still like to know what is your favorite food that is not pizza? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's tough because obviously pizza is my favorite food. It's, it's like... <laughs> that's Statistically really... speaking, it is everyone's favorite food. Or, yeah. So that, that kind of... Yeah. You guys did two or three episodes and you just decided, you know what? No more pizza. Yeah. This yeah. is going to get really boring. We want to keep using this question. Yeah. So <laughs> I chose something that I don't often eat. I may not have even had it within the past 10 years even. And that's Haagen-Dazs coffee ice cream. Ooh, uh, yeah. Because that's like one of my 
core memories is as a, as a child, I'd go visit my grandmother sometimes in, in Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. She used to buy Haagen-Dazs coffee ice cream and she would uh, give it to us in these um, Denby bowls. And I actually have a couple of those bowls now. She gave them to me um, last time I saw mm-hmm. her. So I've got them in the cabinet. So if I ever buy another thing of Haagen-Dazs coffee ice cream, I've got the bowl. Yeah, to eat you should. Oh, that's so sweet. Anything else you'd like to let the listeners briefly know about you before we get into the main discussion? Just like random facts about you. Whatever yeah, some you fun tell. David facts. <laughs> well, I can't give away too many random facts because, you know, I might change my mind and try to use them on the Puffin Kid me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's for dark secrets. We've already determined that. Deep dark secrets only. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm an Aquarius. I uh, I don't follow astrology, so I don't even know what that means. I have no but, idea. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm born in the worst month, uh, February, which is the shortest, darkest, you know, month. So it, it's just it's so the only true. thing about February that's great is that it's only 28 days long, except for those occasional, you know, every four years is 29 days, and you're just like, yay! Eh, My brother, on the other hand, he was born a lot closer to Christmas, so he'd always get the slashy gift. You know, he he'd get the Christmas slash birthday gift. Oh yeah, so that's my sister. I always too. got birthday and Christmas gifts. He only got one gift, and yeah. I'm like around three three weeks after Christmas, so yeah, I I close. still get separate presents as well. <laughs> oh okay, like just yeah, about just enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I live in upstate New York. You know, anything, uh, you know, five miles above the city is considered upstate. So I'm, I'm in the uh, capital region. I'm th- three hours at least upstate New York from uh, from the city. Oh, I'm going to figure out how close you are to me, David. Yeah, we're fairly we're, close. We, we can't be that far away because I'm like four hours from New York City. Yeah. I live in New York with my wife and my 12-year-old son. I grew up on the Oregon coast, but I came out here for college. My muggle job is I, uh, I handle workers' compensation claims. So it could be uh, kind of depressing sometimes, you know, you just yeah. look at a lot of uh, medical bills all the time and see how people got messed up, you know, when they got uh-huh. hurt at work. Ugh. Yeah. Yucky. It's a sad job, but, uh, you know, it's got good benefits, so I'll, I'll do it in, until I'm ready to retire. As far as hobbies go, I, uh, I've had a, I've had usually, you know, six months per given hobby. So wand making is definitely the longest I've ever done any <laughs> one given hobby. Uh, I've been doing it for a while now, six years plus at this point. Oh, wow. But yeah, in the past, I've, uh, as you know, I've, I like to write riddles. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Some that are really like sneaky. <laughs> With every audio testing that you have been sending us, uh, just to give yeah. our listeners a, a fun fact here, he has been sending uh, riddles to us and I tried to solve them. I got two out of three. <laughs> I am proud of myself. <laughs> yeah. What else have I done? I've done, uh, I used to do map making, you know, so I, I, uh, I like Lord of oh, the wow. Rings and The Hobbit. Ooh. So, Oh, Mel loves. Hello, best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've done I'm a lot a of, of the maps, you know, just to have on my wall. So I've done like three or four different iterations of Thor's map. Um, oh, nice. And I've got one of Middle Earth that took me a couple months to do. Um, that's how I got into doing calligraphy for a while. Um, yeah. Just to, like try to do the lettering. So I know how to I know how to sharpen a nib and do a dip pen calligraphy just for wow. map making only. You know, I can't write a letter and make it look nice. Wow. Okay. That's impressive. All right. Do we have any more fun facts about you or should we jump actually into our news section? Well, it's about an hour in almost, so let's go ahead I and know. <laughs> Oh, but we're having such a good time. <laughs> okay. 
Do-do-do-do-do-do. This is Melanie reporting live from the Hufflepuff common room for you. The news is brought to you by me today instead of Juliana because things are late. Just a tiny smidge. So since this episode has been recorded a long while back and so much time has passed, all the news that we had recorded for this episode are old news now. So I thought we are just going to skip the news and I will just give you the most important facts that have happened in the last month. And that is, first of all, that we did celebrate our second birthday of this podcast in March. And we actually held a live stream for the WAVAW Rape Crisis Center. And all of you came through and were so lovely and generous. We were able to collect almost $700 that went straight to the organization to help those that are struggling and are in need of help. So thank you so, so much for being once again the best friends that we could wish for, that are so generous and lovely. In addition to our birthday celebration, we actually also, and I think we have not mentioned this in the last episode either, that we actually have Puffcast shirts now. So if you would like to get a Puffcast shirt and show us some support, you can now go into the info box of this episode and find the link to the web shop or go to our social media. We have a link tree there. You can find find everything you need in there as well. So we would be happy to see you guys get those shirts, put them on, post them on social media and and tag us. We want to see you. That would be lovely. And uh, next on my news docket is that Juliana and me have, of course, seen the new Fantastic Beasts movie. And we actually both have seen it twice by now, possibly going for a third round. Not sure yet, but for that we also have already recorded a review for you a couple weeks ago. And that one unfortunately still takes a little bit of time to come out. I am trying to, as I said earlier on top of the episode, to catch up on all the editing. That one was a really long episode recording. Uh, I think we recorded probably three hours long, just throwing our thoughts out there. So, um... It's going to take me a moment to get through. Uh, I'm sorry we are late with that, but I hope that you will be looking forward to it either way. And yeah, if you are curious to see what Juliana and me thought of it, what we loved, what we hated, there's definitely some parts that we did not like, but some parts that we absolutely melted for. So that is coming up as soon as possible, I promise. And lastly, we actually have currently on our social media a giveaway running with David from Crooked Ones that we are having today on our episode. So if you would like to go and enter, you can actually win the December 2021 Accio box featuring a wand design by David from Crooked Ones. So this is a very special box and to find the rules how to enter, just go to our social media or on David's profile which is at crooked underscore once and this is still running until April 30th so next Saturday we will actually hold a live stream with David that one will be happening 
on Saturday, April 30th at 3 p.m. EST on our social media on Instagram. And you can go watch us having another fun conversation. David is such a brilliant friend. We love him so much. Uh, it's gonna be a really fun, silly stream. So come on over, join us, chat with us, and we will actually announce the winner of the giveaway on that live stream. So please go and check that out. So I think that's all that I had to say. I will send you back into the episode now and hope that you have as much fun as we did recording this. So listeners, thank you. That was the news. And now we are going to get into our main discussion with David about his journey as a wand maker and probably any other tangents that we end up going on. So just like strap in and here we go. <laughs> so I guess, David, to start off, kind of how did you really continue that Harry Potter journey to where you are right now? Right. Yeah. So I'd read the books a number of times after the initial reading. So I was definitely a Harry Potter fan. But the interesting thing is that I, I never bought any of the merch or anything like that until I started wand making. In the process of carving wands, I started delving back more deeply into Harry Potter fandom and started coveting some of the character wands. And so the first wand that we bought was actually Ginny Weasley's wand for oh, uh, nice. my son at Barnes and Noble. Because I'm like, well, this is clearly the most elegant and beautiful wand. Mm -hmm. So he bought that wand and <laughs> I, was, I was a little jealous of him. So eventually I kind of broke down like, you know what? I really like Luna Lovegood's wand. That's my I'm going to buy her wand, you know, just so I have it. And that'll yeah. be it. No. That wasn't it. <laughs> Got something like 30 character ones now and oh, I've, wow. I've basically become like a Harry Potter super fan um, in the process of just being a wand maker because I kind of got plugged in adjacent to the, the fan community just being mm -hmm. a wand maker. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. How did you get to the point where you were making wands though? Because I feel like whittling wood is a very specific skill that not a lot of people really have. So how did you get to the <laughs> point where you were like, I am going to very, like very intricately and very beautifully whittle this wood away. My, my wand making origin story basically was yeah. uh, an accident. My, uh, my son and I were going to some local craft shows that were going on and uh, there was a vendor who was selling magic wands. They were just like twigs yeah. from a tree and they had the bark on them. They were really thin and whippy and they had just been like um, wrapped with string at one end and glued on and then lacquered okay. over the top. They're really cheap, you know, and he was spending $3, you know, each okay. time. It's not a lot of money, but I was yeah. just like, he bought two, he broke one, and then he was going to buy a third one. I'm like, no, stop. Stop buying these sticks, all right? We get sticks in our yard. I'm going to carve a wand for you. It's going to be better than this, okay? Ooh, nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, this was in like 2016, and I started carving once. For him, I carved him a wand. It had hardly any carving on it at all. I still got it. I didn't bring it into the room with me, but it's Aww. basically, it's just a stick with a bit of a curve to it and yeah. one little area that got kind of notched. And that was it. It was very, very basic. There was nothing really mm -hmm. much to it, but it's still got still got an energy to it that I dig and I can't put my <laughs> finger on it. So I'm like, I can do better than that. I'll do something else. 
So I carved him a second one and then I carved him a third one. And then before I knew it, I'd carved him a dozen wands and they were starting to look pretty cool. And I was giving them away to the, like the neighborhood kids. I'm like, here, you want a wand? They're like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I was just giving wands away and they were starting to look pretty dope. And my wife was like, stop, this looks really good. You shouldn't be giving these away. You have to sell them. You know, you can't give them away again anymore. I forbid it. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I started carving a lot of wands and then just not giving them away. So I started, before I knew I had like a stockpile of wands, you know, like I started keeping track of what number of wands I carved after I got to about 60 wands. Wow. And yeah. that's when I had to go back retroactively and try to remember how many wands have I carved, you know, yeah. and, and like try to like describe them. You know, I don't know for sure how many wands I've actually carved. I've got mm -hmm. a best guess, you know, so when I put like a number on my tag, that's my best guess at the number of wands oh. I've carved. Okay. okay. I was going to say, cause yeah, I know there are numbers on the tags that you include with your wands. I, I gave it a margin of error of one to two wands. That's fair. Yeah. Close enough. Okay. So I started selling them because I was at work one day and I'd been carving them for several months at this point. And so at this point, I was constantly on the lookout for, okay, where's going to be a good stick? And, you know, there's plenty of trees around my office, you know. <laughs> so you just randomly went around and collected it's stick hunting. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, when nobody's looking, I'd walk over, I'd grab a stick, hurry back to my car, <laughs> stick it in my car. I started carrying around my carving knife with me in my pocket, but I was wearing okay. khakis to the office. And somebody came over to talk to me about one of the workers' compensation cases. And um, we'd never really interacted in any positive scenario before. I thought that she was a little judgy of me. You know, I felt mm -hmm. like I was being judged. You know, she, she, yeah. she's like me, you know, she's a perfectionist. And, you know, I was new to her unit. She didn't mm -hmm. know the quality of my work yet. And so I felt like, okay, well, she doesn't understand how good of a case manager I actually am. That, you know, all you have to do is look at my cases and you'll see how good I am at this, you know. I like your confidence level, David. You're just like, <laughs> you're like she was kind of judgmental, but she didn't know how fabulous I really am. <laughs> I know, yeah. I'm the best, obviously. Came over to talk to me about something and I swiveled my chair to talk to her, to face her, and out of my pocket drops a knife. Oh, no. I'm like, oh. oh, no. You're not supposed to bring a knife to work. I didn't even realize it was in my pockets, but I was wearing khakis, so it just slid out. I'm like, ha ha. Uh -huh. Funny Oopsies. thing about that, um, I'm a wand carver because I'm not awkward at all, you know? And she's like, <laughs> a wand carver? Yeah, you know, like Harry Potter, I carve wands. I'm like, I pull out my phone, and I start showing her the wand. She's like, that's really cool. Oh. So we started bonding over that. Oh, that's Aww. cute. We actually became pretty good friends. Oh, that's I cute. love that. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, hey, would you sell me a one? I'm like, I I've considered it. Yeah. And she's like, well, I've got a budget of about $15. I'm like, I could probably work with that. Yeah. So I'm like, I brought in like four or five wands for her um, around mm. Christmas time to like give one to her nephew or something. And, you know, it's like any one of these, you know, I'll sell to you for $15. She was my first wand sale. Oh, that's so nice. She invited me to do a fundraiser for her son's school, for her elementary school, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, they had a craft show. To participate in this, I needed to get a tax ID number. So I became official, oh. you know, because I had to have my tax ID number on the um, on the application to be a vendor. So mm -hmm. I, I went. It was like, you know, it's an elementary school. So a bunch of kids, right? I was the only one there who was selling anything that a kid might want. 
That sounds wow. about right. I cleaned up. I did okay. I, I, I said $95 in wand sales that day, which was, you know, like a real eye opener for me. Yeah. $10 up to $25 at that point. You know, I had no idea that there was like, you know, any real value to what I was doing, but I, I had such a good time interacting with the kids and selling the wands. I, I was just like, yeah, I got like a buzz from just that whole experience. I wanted to do it again. So I yeah. signed up for another craft show. And then I did, I did, a, I think all in all, maybe like four or five craft shows before mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this is doing pretty well. I'm going to, I'm going to open an Etsy shop and we'll see how that goes. So, you know, I've just been doing it ever since. Yeah. That's such a good story. I mean, you're thinking you don't get along with this person and then something small like this happens. You know, the universe was looking at you and said that, haha, let's drop that knife. <laughs> yeah. I've done some custom wow. orders for her too. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. For her particularly, but like I carved a wand for her her son specifically. He he lost his guinea pig. And Aww. so I carved a guinea pig for him. Yeah, I, I did the best I could. I thought it came out pretty good. It looked like a guinea pig to me. And guinea pig was like one of the hardest things I've ever carved actually because... <laughs> Yeah. It's just like a blob. It's yeah, like totally. this amorphous. There's no clean lines. There's no. nothing to focus on. So, you know, it was like, this is a real challenge as a winemaker to carve it. That's so sweet. Are there craft shows that you're going to now? Or I mean, even like post COVID, are you planning on doing anything? Or is it just going to no. be like the online business for you? After I started doing Etsy for a while, I, I pretty quickly stopped doing any more craft shows. Mm-hmm. I've done so much better on Etsy than anywhere in person. So I, I don't really see any advantage to going to a craft show at this point, unless I just want to go and hang out with people. Yeah. And and there's something to that, obviously. So I think that, you know, if this is something that I continue doing in the future, if I keep doing wand making, then I think it'd be cool to do something like maybe like a leaky con or something. I was going to say, I feel like you would really find your place at like leaky con or any of the... Yeah. Any of like the more local Harry Potter conventions? (laughs) Yeah, there's no local Harry Potter conventions. Early on when I started carving, there was a a wizard con downstate, you know, and I applied for it, but I was still in like the first year of my Etsy shop and Mm -hmm. they turned me down. Really? Yeah. They they only wanted like, they only wanted to have like two wand vendors at the entire thing. It was like spread out over the course of the community or something. They didn't want too much competition with the wand makers. So um, I took offense to it. Well, I wonder if our friend Orchard Works was responsible for that because they could have been the one that kicked you out. My wands are great. Why wouldn't you want me as your wand vendor? I can I can deliver the goods. Yeah. So I, mean, I was like, you know, that was the last time I applied to as a wand vendor anywhere. That's so Aww. funny that they only wanted like a certain number of wand vendors because like to me, the thing is with wands and why I love them so much is they're such individualized pieces of, yes. of handmade art. And there are so many people who make so many different wands. Like your wands are so different from like Orchard Works, which are so different from Andre's wands, which are so different yeah. from like the Snivellus wand that I just got. And so different yeah. from like so many. Uh, every wand is different. Everyone's style is so different. Hmm even modalities like types of materials that you're using from like resin and plastic wood and all these things and to limit it to two it seems atrocious to me what do these people think they're doing who are they they need to be spoken to this is the next cause for juliana to go mental i will die on this hill once she's done with the manticores she's gonna move on to that (laughs) 
Hashtag justice for the firebox wraps. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I suggested that you change your Patronus for pizza to firebox wrap. Yeah, I, that would definitely be my secondary one. Pizza, I think it's like pretty solidly my Patronus. It's the ultimate Patronus. Yeah. yeah. I think I should just have a firebox crab eating a slice of pizza as my Patronus and it can slap people with the pizza that it's holding and then go <laughs> and like hit them with the fire. I'm not a manticore. Pizza slap. Yeah. Just like uh, who would win? Would a fire butt crab win against the pizza wizard? Probably, because the pizza wizard is definitely flammable at some point. <laughs> he's also just pretending to be magical. I don't believe that he's an actual wizard. So he's, he's uh, How could you say that? He's an animated talking pizza. Yes. <laughs> he has to be magic. Yes. There's no he's internal magic. organs. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know Mel has is not feeling the best today, so I'm not going to do the pizza wizard <laughs> because I think it's going to hurt her head. He, I will be his stand-in here, and he is very magical. And don't you ever say anything negative about the pizza wizard because he is a stand-up slice don't say yeah. anything negative about him i have seen in the last recording his skills of magic um yeah he likes he's he's very good at, at magic yes let's move on <laughs> yeah okay. yeah, yeah. is it okay if i take a quick uh break to go to the bathroom yes of course i would like to actually use the restroom Juliana too. probably has to go to i do have to go <laughs> mel's gonna record something weird here okay all yeah. right with the music <laughs> So always when someone does that, I feel pressure that I have to do something. And now I'm stumped. But everyone is once again taking a break. I don't know why this keeps happening. I'm always the one left alone. Now I'm sitting here, <sighs> sipping my water. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't really have to tell much today. Um, it's not been a great day until we started recording. So this actually, David, when you hear this later, I don't know if you still hear me because you had the headphones on your head. This is fun. This is why we like wand makers. They are fun people. You should have a wand maker friend as well. Like all of you. Go out there now, find someone that looks like fun and become their friend. I actually forgot to take my headphones off, so I heard everything that you said. I don't think I look like fun. <laughs> I, you I are just look fun. like a nerd. <laughs> we are all nerds, that's why we are here. <laughs> no, you know, Juliana and me are obsessed with wands and we just we love every single one of you guys so much um just seeing your work of arts that you do and then of course if you just get along you know sometimes you meet people and it just clicks and you can tell you get along so well and you just have fun we have been laughing this whole way through for over an hour now so <laughs> this is no this is really this is really good and we have been well, looking forward Puffcast to is like yeah it's been so cool for me just because um it's become kind of like yeah my, my happy place uh yeah <laughs> oh that's good <laughs> I've only really only enjoyed three Harry Potter no. podcasts so far. Okay. This is one of them. Um, uh, I've tried uh, quite a few. So uh, interesting about Snivellus wands. I knew him before he started carving wands. 
I feel like uh-huh. I had to be holding, since we were talking to you and I don't have one of your wands, David, I was like, I, ha- I feel like I must be holding a wand. So I wanted to hold a wand. I figured this was like the closest. Roy is my spiritual here. successor. <laughs> oh, really? He's He was very nice. Uh, and just like, he included like a little tiny wand ornament for me too, um, which was really nice. And this wand is absolutely freaking gorgeous. It's just, I, I was blown away when I opened it. Because <laughs> it's just Yeah, we so have kind good. of the same style. Yeah, I yeah. think he carves everything by hand, just like me. So I, yeah. I, uh, I carve wands using just like, you know, fallen branches, mostly. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, if I'm pruning like... the trees around my property, and then I'll just carve them with the knives and, you know, chisels and things like that, you know. Yeah, it's but, definitely uh, cool. I don't use any power carved. tools. Yeah, it feels like very, like, organically hand-carved, especially the snake. Yeah. Like, it, like, it looks absolutely gorgeous, but it definitely feels like this was hand-carved, and it has those little small details where you're like, okay, that's someone trying to work with what they had. Which... Yeah, that's how it worked for me. I, I didn't want to yeah. spend a lot of money on this hobby, mm-hmm. and so I just bought a cheap set of little carving tools on Amazon and started using those, and that's what I kind of self-taught myself how to use, primarily, is you know, what was uh, available and cheap. And uh, I developed my own carving style based on those tools. And so that's what I use still. Yeah. Uh, Some of the tools have gotten a little nicer, you know. Yeah, I don't don't own any really expensive tools. The the trade-off, obviously, is that everything I carve, it takes me a long time to carve it in most cases, unless it's something pretty simple. Yeah. Well, maybe you can kind of tell that by looking at the wands that you make too, because they're so intricate. Yeah. Tell us a bit more about your your process of how you go through. Yeah, I'd be interested to kind of like hear how you've evolved to the style that you're at right now, because you kind of just said that it kind of started from the tool usage. But I think both Mel and I have no concept for like the tools that you're using. I have no idea. For a practical purpose, yeah. um, the first the thing that fell out of my pocket when I went to work was actually like a Gerber folding knife that uses uh, utility blades, you know, for box cutters and stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I'm not very good at sharpening things. I've gotten better. I'm not willing to pay a lot of money to have somebody sharpen my stuff for me. And I'm not going to drop a bunch of money to like, you know, buy a sharpening system or anything. So I wanted something that I could just swap out the blade for a new one. You know, same old knife, different blade is sharp again. Yay. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I'll I'll carve what's available to me locally. Mm Mm-hmm. At first, I had no idea what I was carving. You know, I, I mislabeled uh, tons of stuff for the first craft show that I went to. Like, yeah, like the pine wands that I was selling, that wasn't pine. That was uh, spruce, actually. And the aspen that I thought I had was actually birch because I didn't know the difference between a birch tree and an aspen tree. In the process <laughs> of uh, wand carving, uh, one of the coolest things has become tree identification. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So you kind of got a new hobby out of the hobby that you already were doing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Probably my favorite thing about wand making is getting more sticks. And I, <laughs> I rarely, I rarely will collect a stick unless I know what it is, you know, which tree it came from and I can mm-hmm. identify what that tree is. So wow. um, I start, I started reading tree identification books. Wow. And if you ever want some like good bedtime reading material, you're having trouble getting to sleep. No, thanks. (laughs) Read that. (laughs) Read a tree identification book. (laughs) I think I could get into that actually, because I love trees. Oh yeah. I feel like I would read the first like three lines and I'd be done. I'd be like, yeah, no. (laughs) 
hey if you if you want to get some sleep that's the way to go yeah. man just honestly yeah. <laughs> that's definitely really interesting and exciting and i feel like just speaks to the fact that you're a ravenclaw even more because <laughs> you want to know every single tiny little thing about what you are doing i think it's nice too that now going forward you know like what the wand is because you have that knowledge and it just makes you mm. an even more reputable wand maker thank you yeah so, I, I don't have any qualms with uh, any of the other wand makers in terms of what they use i embrace all the different wand making types except for possibly an exception with uh I don't care personally much, and I know some people do, for chopsticks with hot glue. Oh no, that's not a wand no. for me. If you're if you're looking for like a project, maybe for some kids. That's a good kids' birthday party activity. Right. Mm. Yeah. If you just want something this is for a one-time use, you know, you're trying yeah. to do something as safe. You don't want your kids to hold on knives. Okay, yeah, I guess there's that exception for it. So, yeah, okay, it I has accept a place. that as well. Yeah, it has its place. All right, yeah. I I, uh, I take it back. I feel like if you had like a six-year-old party for your kid and they were doing, or like their 11th birthday, you were doing a Harry Potter party, yeah. it'd be completely reasonable to give them hot glue guns and chopsticks and be like, mm. hey, let's all make wands together as an activity at this birthday party. I would be then really like, no, 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 this is nonsense. We are going to have proper wands. <laughs> I'm bringing in a wand maker and he's going to carve wands in front of everyone making them properly right now <laughs> yeah i i like all the wands basically you know I, yeah i don't have a problem with people who make entirely resin wands or people who are like oh, you know really making cool. wands out of um, polymer clay and baking them the only yeah. problem i run into is if if somebody misrepresents what they're doing you know mm, they don't make yeah. it clear if they're if they're selling the wands and they don't clearly specify that it's you know made from this material mm -hmm. and it looks like a wooden one and you get it and it's not actually wood yeah it's like resin. i do have a problem with that but that's just more of a prospect of okay this is not what i thought it was yeah that to me feels like false advertising no i definitely agree with as long that. as you're clear and you, you're upfront about what you make i love all the wands yeah. I mean, it is so important when you see the wand that it speaks to you because, yeah. you know, the wand chooses you. And if you are then getting something and it's completely different than what you expected, of course, it's a bit of a disappointment. Well, okay. then there are those people who take like, um, who is it? I can't remember the name of, his, of the guy who runs it, but take like old handles of canes and other things. Or, like, old Deacon. Yeah, he'll take old like antique elements and make them into wands, which I think is like super interesting too. to kind of upcycle mm -hmm. different items and turn them into wands. Honestly, I feel like you could make a wand literally out of anything. It just has to have that like heart and soul behind it and that yeah. level of creativity. If you're going to take uh, the antique candles like Deacon does, um, there's a certain artistry of pairing it with the shaft that mm -hmm. will make it actually look decent. Oh. One of the nice things about being a wand maker is that you get to know other wand makers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I made a wand for him and he made a wand for me. Oh, that's gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, really nice. caught my eye. And you see how he, he's carved the shaft too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting fact. Lilac is to... associated with love magic. We mm. we might have to post something. He made it crooked for later. me. Aha! <laughs> nice. He knows what you want. The more wand makers we get to know, and we are all very active on Instagram, so yeah. you come across a lot of accounts. I just love how supportive every wand maker is of each other and how much you are reposting each other's stuff and complimenting and sh saying that, hey, look at this. Don't you think this is amazing? Go check them out. And mm -hmm. it's not just you who does that, but 
all the other ones as well. And I just love this community that you guys have and supporting each other. Because you, as Juliana pointed out earlier, all of you have a very unique approach and look to your artwork. And supporting that is just so wonderful and so fun for us to discover. I keep seeing you posting almost every day someone else's artwork. And I go check out their account and I'm like, yeah, I love it. And I just have to follow this person now too. I don't know. Some people are more proprietary about it. And they're like, you know, they've got the um, base human emotion of, okay, this is my craft and I don't want anybody else to, you know, look at anybody else's stuff other than mine. You know, I'm not jealous. I think that there's room for all of the wand makers in the pool and they should all get in. And everybody who hasn't carved one yet really should, because look at me, I, I just started carving, you know, sticks on a, you know, to try to keep my son from buying more actual sticks. <laughs> I'm still carving the wands now. It, in my my first wands, they didn't look that great. Yeah. They didn't start actually looking wand-like really, in my opinion, until maybe, you know, five or six wands in. Yeah. You know, there's a learning curve. Of course. The first animal I carved, because I didn't know I couldn't do it, so I tried. And I, I carved a, a raven. And you know what? Didn't look like a raven. It looked like a penguin. <laughs> hey, you know, the penguins need representation too. Of course. That's right. You know, Aww. everybody knew what it was when they looked at it. He was just a really well-fed raven. That's all, you know? <laughs> it, should be, it should be raven. Now, David, how would you describe your style of wand making? Organic, probably. Would yeah. probably be the best way to... Yeah, I, I, I have trouble so doing too. straight lines on things. Mm-hmm. When, when you're working with sticks, you're removing bark. You know, you're not getting a, a blank piece of wood from the store or something. You know, it's not like mm. everything's straight. No, everything I've, I I collect has um, cracks and knots in it, you know, or bug holes. Do you have a favorite wand that you've ever carved? Like, do you have like either like one or two wands that stick out in your head as your favorites? Yeah, I was talking with my wife about this the other day. I because I did I couldn't think of it. I was like, "What? What's your favorite wand that I've done?" And she said, uh, "You did an orca wand that I really liked." And I'm like, oh, "Oh yeah, I remember that one. It was a custom order. It was for somebody who had some um, Polynesian uh, ancestry, and they wanted to honor that. So I carved in kind of in the style of like some uh, like Maori type tattoos on it." Mm-hmm. that came out really good i felt okay with doing that project because they had that ancestry and they're asking me to do it for them mm-hmm. yeah uh normally i would try to avoid anything that might be considered cultural appropriation yeah well it's different if someone is requesting it yeah that that felt different for me and i felt okay with it that time the other one that stuck out to me is another personal favorite it happened to be like the one that I carved right after that one mm-hmm. and for the same customer because they, they were ones that he was commissioning for his sisters. And that was a Phoenix one that I made. Ooh. It came out beyond my wildest expectations. It just came out so good. Um, so those, <laughs> those are my two favorite ones. I peaked officially at the end of 2020 and early 2021 because I, I don't think I've made anything since that I've liked nearly as much. Well, we're just waiting until you make my wand, David, because we all know it's going to be epic. (laughs) I absolutely, and I mentioned this a couple episodes ago at some point, I absolutely adored when you were sending me the beginnings of the rabbit 
oh that yeah you carved recently because that was so beautiful and i was just like i would love 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 to have one like this from you sometime not exactly the same maybe because that is someone else's want of course but yeah something like that and then if you would come across rowan wood that would be absolutely amazing because that is my favorite tree and my want wood type so I've identified two rowan trees and neither of them are convenient to me to collect a uh, branch from. Ah. <laughs> One of them is outside of a grade school that my son used to go to. Mm -hmm. I think technically may actually be on adjoining property for a homeowner and I do not collect Ooh. wood from a homeowner's property. No, you should not. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. Know, know where you can collect wood and where you can't, you know? Parking yeah. lots are fine. Parks are good. Just check check the local rules for the park. Make sure it's not like, you know, something that's extremely, you know, strictly speaking against the rules. Mm. Around your own property, that's good. You know, I'll find another tree eventually. The second tree that I've found that's a rowan tree is outside of the art shop where I go to like get things framed and occasionally buy art supplies. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't have any dead branches. So I haven't felt comfortable going in to ask the owners if I could just clip a live branch, you know, because it's a small tree and I don't want to yeah. damage it. Yeah, no damaging of trees. <laughs> I've got my eyes open. If I ever find a rowan Yay! tree that's available, you know, then maybe I could, yeah. I feel like I we need a that. dating app for trees. Is there a Tinder for trees? <laughs> a dating app? We can call it Kindling. It, it's, it, it's, it's called Timber. Timber. Oh, yeah. Timber. <laughs> we'll match you with your perfect tree. It's where the ants meet. <laughs> <laughs> swipe left. Swipe, swipe left, yeah. Swipe. I don't know which way is left or right. For I've never been on the app. You say, if you swipe right, that means you're saying yes. If you swipe left, that means you're like, no, thank you. Okay. Tinder is a wild place to be and a place you don't want to be. But I think timber would be a good place for us all to be. We could just match with so many trees. The one making app. Yeah, just matching with your perfect tree. <laughs> could you tell us where the name Crooked Wands comes from? Okay, so yeah, I did have to come up with a name for my shop yeah. when I was going to do the uh, the first craft show. I uh, I didn't want to just say, hey, I'm Dave. Dave's wand. And I'm selling wands. I need yeah. I needed a name to put on my uh, tax ID form application, mm -hmm. you know, for the name of my business. So I came up with about maybe 20 shop names. Oh, okay. What what else did you have in mind? This one is open and available, and I still think it's great. Okay, mm -hmm. Ace of Wands. Oh, Ace of Wands. Because it's like the tarot cards, you know, uh -huh. King of Wands. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't want to. I didn't want to presume that I was the King of Wands, so that one didn't make the cut. <laughs> Bobbles and Gubbins. I thought that was a cute name. That's wild. Bibbly Bonds. <laughs> I would choose Bibbly Bonds as mine. <laughs> Trolley Wobbles, Dumb Foozles, Fiddlesticks, Fiddle Twigs, Flabbergasters, Flipper to Gibbets, Lost Wands, Oddmitten Tweak, Snollygosters, Twiddle Figs, Twiddle Sticks, Wand Magic, Widget and Hoosits. And um, I, I showed the list to my wife and she's like, okay, I like these five. And I took that list of five names and I showed my son and he picked Crooked Wands. Oh, that's Aww. so nice. <laughs> that's a great. They all sound fun and magical. Very yeah. Harry Potter. Oh, that's so nice too that your son and your wife were pretty much the people choosing for you too. It just feels right that your son chose the final name because that's where it started for you to actually carve a wand yeah. for him. So it comes full circle. I think that's very beautiful. 
And yeah. uh, guess what house he's in? Ravenclaw. Is he a puff? Is he a Hufflepuff? He's oh, a puff. We claim him. Yes. He's ours. He took the test before he was 11. And at that point, he was sorted into Ravenclaw, just like me and my wife. Mm-hmm. But then when he turned 11, we made him take the test again, because that's mm-hmm. when you're supposed to be sorted. Yeah. And he got sorted into a Hufflepuff. Yeah. Crooked Wands would not exist if it was not for a Hufflepuff. Aww. Is there anything that you would love to tell us about your wand making processes or anything yeah. that no one has ever asked you before and you think that why are they never asking me about this because I would love to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, <clears throat> that's an interesting question. Um, I, I suppose, you know, why, why am I still doing it would probably be a good question. You know, David, um, why are you I still making wands? Yeah. Please don't stop, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm currently I'm still making wands because I, I find it as a, a form of stress relief. You know, I'm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we keep hearing that. Yeah. yeah I have, That's an, what ang- I have an anxiety too. disorder. You know, I, I, I tend to, you know, I'll have anxiety attacks from time to time. And yeah. so join, join the club. A lot. Yeah. We if can I get relate. quiet on Instagram, it's because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of going through a hard time usually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's meditative. Yeah. Once you actually get in the groove of carving on whatever it is, you know, the more intricate, the better. You kind of lose yourself in it and it's kind of a release, you know? Yeah. It's a creative outlet, but it's uh, it's just relaxing. Yeah. Well, we heard that from Andre as well, too, because he uses it as a form of stress relief as well. And I can definitely agree with that, too, because I know when when I get into a craft project, it just kind of takes over your brain and you're just kind of doing the craft. And it's just mm-hmm. very relaxing. Yeah. That's basically what podcasting is for me. As I said earlier, yeah. today was a crappy day. But as soon as we guys started talking, I'm already like... In a better I'm mood. In so much better mood. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm feeling really good right now. Good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how much longer I'll, I'll keep carving ones. You know, I've got a lot of people um, that are still making custom orders for that I've got, had on a waiting list for almost two years now. Oh, wow. Yeah. The problem with carving everything by hand, you know, is I'm so slow. The most recent custom order that comes to mind that took a while was um, for Robin Claw Magic. Uh, oh, Martina. yeah. Mm-hmm. She's in um, Sweden, I think. No, mm. oh, my neighbor. I carved her one that took me three months to carve. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. That was a quarter of my wand making year was carving that wand wow yeah i think it came out great um i really would like them to release it from customs so that i can actually share it with everyone because i I want her Uh to see it first obviously you know Mm. yeah i shipped this over a month ago yeah that sounds about right you know what you have to do david to make it move faster next time send an audio (laughs) message to your friend saying if this doesn't get to you by such and such a date i will eat my underwear and then come hell or high water it will get to that person before that date and then you will have to eat your underwear it worked when juliana i'm not going to do that though i did shove a pair of fresh clean underwear into my mouth (laughs) oh she wanted to send me something for christmas (laughs) it's very it's very dry but it made the shipping go fast yeah it made the shipping The world was like, okay, we have to get it to Mel before this date because... I'm sorry, that's a hard pass. (laughs) Rather let people wait. Yeah. Okay, well, David, I think that's all the questions that we had for you. And I think we had a really great conversation. So thank you for joining us Me too. This This was a lot of fun. 
Okay, so listeners, we are going to get into the fun segments of our show, and this time we have two fun segments because David is such a fabulous guest, and he has prepared for us a line of jokes. Let's see if they're better than mine. Listeners, you can let us know if you think these jokes are better or worse than mine. I think some of them might be uh, a pretty close matchup, but we'll they see. They can't possibly be worse than yours. Oh, we'll see. There's just no Who way. Knows? Who knows? We shall see. So David, we give you the floor. Trigger warning, if you don't like bad jokes. (laughs) I think those people are not listening to the show. It's been long enough where I've told really, really terrible jokes that... Anyone who's still around, they can can stomach those. They'll survive. (laughs) It'll be okay. Where do Death Eaters buy groceries? The Dement Store? Mm, Oh, wait, wait, wait. Mm. I am the dumb resident dumb joke teller. So. Is it Vold- Voldemort or something? Maybe. Yeah, that's one of the answers. Yeah, oh, Voldemort. <laughs> that, that was the second answer. That was the alternate answer. The, the first one, answer I had was the Dark Mart. Oh my ah, god. Okay. Okay. That's good. <laughs> These are good. They're kind of like little riddles for us to figure out too. Like because we kind of <laughs> this is fun. I like this. Why is sleeping at the Quidditch World Cup so hardcore? Ooh, why? It's intense. It's intense. It is intense. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that one. That was good. Intense. <laughs> okay. That was a good pun. <laughs> How do Hogwarts ghosts greet each other? They wave through each other. The only thing I can think of is my self-esteem. Ah, my self-esteem. <laughs> Which I have you seen Puffs the play, David? I did, but it it was uh, just the one time uh, we bought tickets and we saw it in, um, Ooh, in the theaters. Oh, you did! Oh, I'm so jealous! Oh my we, goodness! We didn't see it on the stage. We saw it ah, on movie theater. A screening. Yeah, it, oh, okay. yeah okay. there was an advertisement on online or something. I'm like, hey, honey, let's go see this. You know, so yeah. we ended up paying like twenty bucks a ticket or or more <clears throat> just to watch it in the movie theater. Ah. Nice. There was hardly anybody in the theater other than us. So we kind of had to, our pick of chairs, you know, it was great. Um, I loved I, it. I love Puffs the Play. Yeah. Hogwarts ghosts greet each other with deathly hellos. De- uh, deathly hellos! <laughs> that's a good one. I, I like that, that one. one. I have to remember that. I know, that's what I, know. I was thinking. I was like, ooh, that's what I could actually use going forward. That's a good one. Juliana, that has to be integrated into our recording. Hello! A deathly hello! <laughs> You got a new segment. <laughs> yeah, just telling the same joke over and over again every time until oh, no. people say, say no thank you anymore. We'll tell that one and we'll tell the crumble door joke just over yes. and over and over and over and over. Hello. I mean, we, we say hello like that similarly hello. anyway already. So. <laughs> All right. So I came up with this one. You haven't heard this one before. Okay. Voldemort, what, he, what does he have for breakfast? Scones of the pantry, unwill- unknowingly taken. Ham of the servant, <laughs> willfully given. Juice of the apple, forcibly taken. Oh, God. You know, I can see this for him. He has to give that little speech every single morning to Wormtail because he just is, he is the most extra person. He can't, he can't just say that he wants something. He has to turn it into a monologue. You should have some kind of ritual happening in the morning, you know, to get yourself to wake up and get going, you know. So that's his kind of routine of the morning. I can see that happening. He definitely gives a morning monologue to whoever his Death Eaters are right there. About how he's feeling, how well he slept. 
I slept five hours last night and it was glorious. <laughs> <laughs> and the Death Eaters are like, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just like eating their cornflakes. They're like, yep, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine being the one to take the last donut and Voldemort's like, how dare you? <laughs> Dark Lord Donuts. It says it right on the box. There's <laughs> mine. I got them from Dunkin' Donuts yesterday. How dare you eat them? I know someone took one of my donuts. Avadagadabra. <laughs> All right. Last one. I wrote this specifically for you, Mel. Oh, okay. With, with input from Juliana. Oh, no. What do you call the headmaster when he lifts weights? Didn't you tell me that one already? Was it the... <laughs> Wasn't that the dumb, the dumb, dumble? No way. What do you call these thingies? I always forget what they are called. <laughs> Come on, Mel. You know what it is. <laughs> oh, you did. Come on. I did. I know. Because David ran it this joke by me. It stupid. It is something stupid. Oh, very stupid. Yeah. I was like, Mel's going to be mad if you t- she, David realized he had. Yeah, I was like, I, I can't tell this joke now. I was like, no, but Mel's <laughs> reaction will be good because she'll be mad that she's heard the joke before. <laughs> now you definitely have to tell it. Yes. <laughs> Come on, Mel, you know the answer. I've told this the joke thing, before. The thing is, when she tells me a really terrible joke, I am deleting it out of my brain, and then I forget the answer. But then when she repeats it, you I'm like, oh, yeah. Because you need to open up that space, you know? Yeah, totally if you not have room in your brain, you know? Yeah, I don't have the space for, for these really bad ones. <laughs> okay, give me the answer again, because I can't remember exactly. Dumbbell door. Yeah. Dumbbell door. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. I knew that you would I'm be so like... Sorry be annoyed that it's okay <laughs> that um, i told the joke i thought it yeah. was funny. unfortunately david you will not be invited back uh i'm sorry i know yeah, yeah. I, I figured that was the nail in the yeah, coffin this this was the end i'll of have our you friendship. back david okay yeah. <laughs> i like the jokes <laughs> juliana made me do it i did okay. and wow listeners welcome to the first episode of backstabber cast where i stab <laughs> mackerel in the back transitioning smoothly into that into backstabber right? cast juliana's imaginary secondary <laughs> podcast okay for for our listeners who uh, are patrons or who still want to become patrons we have had a long list of great jokes some maybe less great i have to say the last one was terrible um <laughs> from david it was so many that I will pick my favorites or, or Juliana's favorites and the rest will go to Patreon. So if you want to hear them, go over there. There will be a blooper coming your way and just on Patreon exclusively from David for you. An exclusive Patreon bonus. Yes. <laughs> because David is worth the money. Thank you very much. I might add some special music to it as well. Ooh, music. You know, I bet music would make them better. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna, so. I'm going to find something fancy. All right. Yeah, yeah, just highbrow jokes with highbrow music, you know. <laughs> oh, only the finest curated jokes, not jokes that I've just come up with that I thought were funny, oh, no. obviously. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. These, no. Are, these are Queen of England approved jokes. <laughs> I know I... they're good because I, I told my wife all of the jokes and she didn't laugh at any of them. That's how you know. Oh, wow. Good. Yeah, they're very good then. I like your wife. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, okay, this is David. Yeah, I love him, but he- here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's me and Mel. That's our relationship. Mel's like, aha, Juliana's telling a joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. I still love you anyway, Juliana. Yeah. yeah. Love you right back, Mel. You haven't lost me yet. Okay, so. <laughs> 
do we have the energy to still play our game and collect the first points for this year? Oh, the first year, points, actually? yes. I think we do. I don't. I have to think of something, though, because I don't have anything. What's a deep, dark secret that I can tell? Yeah. Um, deep, dark secrets. I'm trying to think of a deep, dark secret that's not, like, super controversial <laughs> that I can tell. What kind of history do you have that I don't know about? I've yet? killed multiple people, okay? <laughs> don't come after me. Um, in your mind, okay. Yes. Yeah, in my brain. No, I have not actually killed any, any, any human beings yet. Though I am pursuing certain people on BackstabberCast, so you never know. Okay, I have one. I have one. All right, I think I got one. Okay, you guys can go first. Okay, I'll go first. All right, um, <clears throat> it's not a dark secret necessarily, but um, oh. I won... A poetry contest. Mm -hmm. When was this poetry contest? I think I was 12. Mm -hmm. I was in seventh grade. What did you win? $20. <laughs> what? What kind of a prize is that? <laughs> it was all in silver dollars. They were like these giant coins because they hadn't come out with the smaller ones yet. The, the dollar coins now are like, just slightly larger than a quarter, mm -hmm. but back then they were like yeah. they're like small. Yeah, they're place. like the yeah. Okay. I remember you those. could use them as coasters almost. Uh huh. I feel like that's such a strange prize for a kid to win at a poetry. No. Can you recite the poem? No. Oh, 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 oh. that's not a good answer. <laughs> See, my brain is telling me that you're lying, but I feel like the whole so. <laughs> I think, I think the silver dollar thing is correct. I feel like you won a contest. I feel like you definitely won, won a contest <laughs> when you were 12, but I don't think it was a poetry contest. I feel like it was I something gave myself away with the prize. <laughs> I feel like the prize is correct, and I feel like the poetry contest is wrong. Yeah, I, I think this is not true. Yeah, I think it's a lie. I think you won some other kind of contest that was like even more bizarre, like a, like a woodchuck throwing contest or something like that, and then that's <laughs> how you got the silver dollars. I thought for sure you guys would believe me because of the riddles that I wrote, you know, because they rhyme. Yeah, but the prize is It turns out that you guys terrible. are both wrong. It is true. I did win a no! contest. What? Uh, no! Uh, um, and it's true. I cannot recite the poem because I don't remember it. Uh, I do remember uh. the name of it, and this doesn't reflect well on me. So that's why it's a deep, dark secret. The name of the poem was uh, The Substitute, and I roasted a substitute teacher that I did not like Oh, wow. I didn't win like the entire like grand prize, but I won my category, which was, you know, best original poem. Wow. Okay. That's wild. That was a <laughs> move and I feel badly yeah. about it. I, yeah, I, I really wish, I really wish I had not won that contest because I, I, it's one of my regrets in life is that I was wild that they picked you for in poetry. winning that. Yeah. Yeah, why did they pick me? That That's really a failure of the system, isn't it? Yeah, that's crazy. I shouldn't have even been on this stage. Ah, oh, so neither of us got a point then. Darn. That's a great start for us, Juliana. Yeah, both coming in at zero. <laughs> okay, Mel, do you want to go next? So I have played basketball for six years in our local team, but I never actually was into basketball in any other way than just playing myself. I think this is true because I've never heard you talk about basketball at all, Mel. How did you get involved with this local basketball group? Because my friend started playing and I wanted to be cool as her, so I started playing basketball. That was my whole motivation to even start. 
See, I don't like this motivation for you, though. That doesn't feel correct to me. The 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 the, the motivation doesn't feel correct, but the, the you not getting into basketball feels more correct because I've never heard you speak about basketball before. Hmm, I'm going to say you're puffing with me. Hmm. I I want to say that it's true. What is Any it? Any questions still? No, I think I'm just going to go with true. I thought we were only allowed to ask one question each. I didn't ask. I didn't ask a question. I don't think. Oh, that's right. You didn't ask a question. Mel, why do you not like basketball? I did love playing it myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I never watched any teams. I never was a fan of any big teams that I would follow leagues or anything. I have no answer why. I'm going to stay with True. I'm going to stick okay. with your puffing with me. All right. Then, I'm sorry, David. I am continuously puffing with you. <laughs> it oh. is true, actually. <laughs> yes! Ah! I, the, the fact that I, I didn't think that my friend was so cool that I wanted to join because of that. but Yeah, that motivation didn't seem correct for me. She started to play and she said that, hey, you should come along. And I was like, okay, cool. So we started playing together in the same team and I loved playing and I did watch the leagues from our own club because we helped out with like uh, the organization of that every now and then. But I have never followed any like international, I never watched any of that and I have no idea why and I'm still to this day when it's on TV, I'm like, yeah, fine. See, for me, it's the opposite. I, I can't play basketball to save my life. I'm awful, truly awful at basketball. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but I actually enjoy watching it. I'm not that I watch sports. I don't. But like yeah. when I was in high school, the only thing I actually enjoyed watching was basketball. Mm, that's yeah. interesting. It's it's so fun to play. Mm-hmm. I just don't enjoy watching others do it. <laughs> I don't know. Ah, uh, yeah, that's. My dark secret. I actually do not even follow it. (laughs) I don't follow basketball. (laughs) And Juliana, actually, you have heard me talk about it. Because if you remember one of the first episodes, we had Oreo on. Oh, yeah. She She used to play basketball. And we we talked about that. So you should have actually known that. That was like two years ago. What is life? What is time? You got a point. I did get a point. Thank you very much. Congratulations. Thank you. Now, what's your fact? Now, do you guys want, I'll let you pick. Do you want sports or do you want like an actual kind of darkish secret? An actual dark secret. If it doesn't yeah. like terrify our listeners no, and it won't. No, leave. No, it'll be fine. <laughs> when I was in fifth grade, I tricked my little brother Joey into drinking my own pee. Oh my God, that what? is dark. Am I making that up or am I telling the <laughs> truth? Do you think what I'm that terrible? Him? I told him that it was yellow Gatorade. <laughs> we are both like in shock even thinking about why would you do that? I oh mean, my God. siblings do crappy things to each other. I'm one of four kids. We lived in a tiny house. You, you're, you have it out for people sometimes. You never know. Did he ever find out and did you get in trouble for that? Oh, he, he immediately found out and I immediately <laughs> he realized it was not Gatorade immediately. And then I immediately got I immediately got in trouble very, very quickly. I don't think anybody would say this unless it was true. I mean, oh you never God. know. I kind of can see you do that, though. Am I that evil? It's terrifying that I can see you do that. <laughs> do you Juliana, think I would come after is- my brother with my own... He, my own urine. If this is true, well, you know, it, 
it's, it's kind of like an ultimate power move, right? If I'm willing to do this, what am I willing to do? So oh you God. know your bounds now. <laughs> <laughs> am I Don't truly as evil Juliana. as... Am I really as evil as everyone thinks I am? That is the real question. Mel, do you think I'm this evil? Do you think I, I would actually do that? I just think it's that? like a kid thing to do. Who knows? I could have done something even worse than that, and I'm just telling a lie. To... <laughs> I'm, I'm just afraid that this is true, and I'm terrified to, to know that you would have done something like that. That's terrible. I, David, you say it's true? I, I feel like it's something a kid might do at that age. Yeah. Juliana, would you go so low and do that? Like I said, who knows if I'm masking this up with something even worse that I did. Oh my god! Maybe it's a even maybe worse? it's a facade for something even worse, and you never know. I don't know. She's trying to steer us away from it, so it must be true. I'll go with the opposite, and I say it's a lie because I have hope and faith in my best friend to not be this disgusting to her. Brother. Oh no! And if you are disappointing me now, you're. Uh, this is like. <laughs> Unfortunately, Mel, you're wrong. Oh, no! I peed I in a cup and I gave it to Joey. I said, Joey, enjoy some yellow Gatorade. And he'd take a sip and he spat it out and he said, Mel, she made me drink pee! And then I was banned oh, to one area of the pool for the Excuse rest of the day. Excuse me for the cursing, but what the f***, <laughs> Juliana? How could you? We would just like really screw with each other like all the time. Oh my god. <laughs> My my other siblings bet that I wouldn't do it, and I said, "Aha, I'm gonna do it," and I did it. And <laughs> Joey drank my pee. Truly, this oh, has become it. a very dark corner of of uh, oh, the, I love the episode. It. Hey, I told you, you you could have picked the sports one, or you could have picked the dark secret. You chose the dark secret. You know, <sighs> I can never see you in the same light ever again. Apologetic, by the way, I did not intentionally throw up. On I know. I, I helped clean up. The I, I would not, wouldn't think. I so. Oh no, awful. I get Joey pee on purpose. <laughs> Oh my god. That was a great start into our new season of this game. <laughs> uh David got a guest point. Juliana got a point. I I'm I'm still too shocked to even care if I got a point or not. I did not, but uh <laughs> Mel got the prize of becoming traumatized today. Oh my god. Yeah. You know, I, I started my day crappy and then it turned really good, but now I feel like <laughs> No, it's your You destroyed bill. all of the two hours that we had talked. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no problem. I did my job today. Oh my god. Going forward, you probably would be able to come up with good stories just by naming a theme for, you know, okay, what's it based off of? So That's this, actually this a good week's, idea. You know, yeah. That that kind of helps spark either, you know, the, the, the story that you're going to come up with or mm -hmm. the actual thing that you'd forgotten about. Yeah, that's a great idea, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was a great chat with you, David. We had yeah. so much fun. I mean, even before we started recording, we were already laughing so much that this was great. Yeah. I had a great time. Thanks for having me so much. Um, yeah. You know, thanks for inviting me on. I, I've never been on a podcast before. Your first one. Well, we are glad we were the first. <laughs> oh, wow, 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 wow.
Despite the terrible jokes and the inspirations you put into Juliana's mind, <laughs> I revise what I said earlier, and you're welcome back anytime. If yeah. You okay. so. <laughs> I'll try to just bring riddles next time. I'll, yes. I'll, I'll play to my strength instead of doing jokes, because, you know, clearly I'm not very good at that. Oh, that would be so disappointing, but I want the joke. Feel free to throw a joke or a riddle at us at random whenever you yeah. feel like it. Yeah. Um, you know, you know where to, to find us. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but where can people actually find you? Okay. So mostly I'm just active on uh, Instagram. You can find me at crooked underscore wands. I, I also have a Facebook account. You can search for me. It's crooked wands. Uh, on both of those platforms, if you find the wrong shop and it's a candle shop out of Florida, they, they came before me. I have no idea what Crooked Wands would have to do with candles, but, it does. but they're, yeah, there's a small shop owner. Strange. They uh, they got there first with that name. Anybody's, you know, into candles and they can explain to me what a wand and a candle have to do with each other. I'd, you know, just shoot me a DM because it's been, it's been puzzling me for a long time. And you... I, I didn't have the courage to contact the other owner because I didn't want them to get mad at me for having their name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe I'll have a DM that I need to send later. Yeah, I'm really I'm only on those two social media platforms, but uh, there's a link to my Etsy shop right in my Instagram bio. Yeah. And what's the name of your Etsy shop? Is it just Crooked Wands on Etsy or is there a different name for your shop? No, that's the that's the candle shop. No, Crooked Wands store. Crooked Wands store. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I donate 25% of my regular uh, wand sales to charities. Uh, they change every month. So Aww. I figured uh, I just I got ask you guys, who are you raising for this month? And I'll just donate uh, March's uh, share to that charity. Oh, okay. So this month we actually donated to the WABAW Rape Crisis Center as our March donation because we just did our live stream with them. So if you'd like to do that, that'd be awesome. They would love that. Yeah. I actually, I did participate and donated a little yeah. bit. Of, uh, yes, yeah. you did. So I was uh, donating, counting on the March sales at the time. Nice. As part of that. So I'm like, okay, I'll just count this towards March. So I'll just, you know, finish the, the deal and, and, and send the rest of it. Yeah, that would be awesome. They would, oh, they would love that. The people over there are just like the nicest people in the entire yeah. world too. So yes, we love to support them. Yeah. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. You guys are doing good work. We, we, we're we trying here, you know, some of us are better and good, better people than others. That would be Mel, not me. I'm evil. <laughs> well, you make people drink your pee, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you again, David, for coming. We really enjoyed having yes. you on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Okay. And listeners, if you would like to get in contact with us over here on Popcast, you can listen to us on all platforms where podcasts are found. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at PopcastPod and also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Popcast. You can send us a lovely, fabulous, fantastic email at PopcastPod at gmail.com or you can support us over on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Popcast where, like we mentioned, we donate to charity every month and our charity donation this month did go to the WAVAW Rape Crisis Center and we also have fun bloopers like the one that you you can hear of David's fantastic extra jokes for as little as $2 a month over at patreon.com slash podcast. And if you'd like to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we would love for you to leave us a review and we would love to read it here if you leave us something nice. So until next time, stay puffy and pee on. No. <laughs> no.
<laughs> do I cut this or do I leave this? <laughs> I think this is a keeper, Val. Please badger on. Thank you. <laughs> and use a restroom. Yes. And leave the contents there. <laughs> Don't do what Juliana does. It's terrible. How can we even get out of this misery? This is terrible, Juliana. What an ending Yeah, we just episode. we just need to flush this down the toilet. Just flush it, yeah, yeah. Put it all flush. behind us. Yeah, this is just a big old load of crap. <laughs> <laughs> what a crappy ending. What a crappy uh, ending. <laughs> all right. Thanks everyone for listening. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, guys.